State Shifters Podcast, Episode 5, Mindfulness Tips. Welcome to the State Shifters Podcast. Hello, State Shifters. Welcome back. This is Episode 5 of the podcast. Uh, Today, Josh and I are going to be talking about some mindfulness tips you can implement throughout your day, particularly during your work day. Uh, for me, you know, incorporating mindfulness habits uh, during my work day when I used to work in a corporate job was a big uh, factor when it came to me getting clear on where my intention was pulled throughout the day. Uh, and if you're not careful, your, your work week can turn into an unconscious pattern that you just rinse and repeat uh, because you're doing the same things, you bit, you're around the same people. Uh, and you can easily slip into unconscious behaviors that you just, you don't realize you're an autopilot the whole time. So, you know, mindfulness is just bringing presence into everyday actions. It's being present when you drive the car. It's being present when you're on the train to work. Are you present when you're making your lunch? Are you present when you're filling up your water, when you're drinking, when you're eating? Things like this can really transform your life, like honestly. So, you know, we give some tips, some little tricks you can use to implement little mindfulness habits, reminders throughout your day. And as you do that, you'll bring more awareness into your life. And with awareness becomes greater clarity. There becomes more creativity. There comes a sense of direction. You don't just get pulled around by other people, by other media, by other people's motives. So enjoy the episode and employ some of these uh, these tactics we, we recommend. So enjoy, guys. How's it going, Collins? How are you? Very well, thanks, mate. It's nice to hear from you again. Yeah, likewise, man. It's been a few weeks since our last chat. Uh, yeah, you've been, been a bit of a traveller. You've been all over the place. Yeah, man. Here and there. How is life over in Sydney treating you? Very nice. It's uh, Australia Day. Australia Day long weekend at the moment, so nice to have a bit of a relax and just chill out, but... Yeah, been uh, been very nice. Yeah, good, good. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm missing. I'm a little bit homesick around this time of the year, especially during Australia. It's uh, yeah, it's all it's always a fun it's always a fun time when the weather's warm and you know. That's it, mate. Twenty yeah. twenty six, twenty seven every day. Oh, mate, rub it in. Beach time. Yeah. I know I'm heading to the beach tomorrow. Oh really? Solid. <laughs> yeah. Solid. Yeah, I, I won't be hitting the beach for a very long time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Today's topic, I was thinking of addressing just uh, helping people with like mindfulness tips. So ways people can uh, incorporate like mindfulness habits throughout the day, uh, particularly like throughout their work day, because obviously most people are working during the day uh, throughout the week. So uh, I want to kind of identify particular areas in the day that you can like keep uh, mindfulness and presence in mind. So, like I, I've maintained like some really good habits back home before I moved over to Canada that really like improved the quality of my day uh, in my corporate job. Uh, mm. So, I'll start off by asking you: Do you have any like habits, rituals, routines that help you stay mindful or present or? aware during the day instead of being caught up in the mind and being stuck on autopilot yeah, there's a few i think there's a few it's it's a, it's a real tough i was speaking to you before it's a real tough um real tough situation being in like a busy city or working in like a corporate job or 
because it's it's automatically there's automatically external pressures which you wouldn't usually get in other areas of your life where you're trying to be mindful. Yeah. Um. So I think it makes it, it definitely makes practicing any form of you know calmness or spirituality very very difficult. Um. I got I think I actually got a lot of my stuff off of you with your routine when you when you were re- when you were really locking down a morning routine. I think mm. the more the more you can the less you have to think about things like uh what do you call it decision fatigue yeah. the less you have to the less you have to think about things in the morning like you know even simple things like uh like uh choice of clothes choice of breakfast choice of you know just these little choices that take up take up energy that you you don't want to use unnecessarily yeah um I think I think for me, uh, big realizations that I've had around around the use of energy is that it's not just physical energy. Is that that mental energy, yeah, you know, constitutes the same whole that overthinking drains you physically, and and physical drains you mentally. Like it's it's a, it's one whole it's one whole source. So I think trying to trying to reduce the amount of unnecessary energy expenditure during the day. So that then you can you can uh, you can focus more on on the task. One, that means you get it done quicker. But two, just focusing on the fact that you're you're not thinking unnecessarily throughout the day automatically calms the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if there's if there's if there's anything for me, I think it's just taking time out of the day, uh, a couple times a day, just to do like a, you know like a ten minute meditation, go for a walk, or do something that gets you out of that out of that really cluttered headspace you know during the day yeah um yeah that's probably that's probably my main thing that i do at work uh, for sure so at work yeah. you'll take like what have a two minute break and just go for a quick walk around the office like when you say you know take a walk is that like during your lunch break do you can t- do you take breaks like every 30 minutes do you kind of just like take a step back i'll probably go yeah, I, I probably. Well, I have lunch. I have lunch. I, try, I go when I when I have lunch. I go and sit in the park. I mm-hmm. read. Uh, listen to an, I listen to an audio book. Mm-hmm. That's like forty five minutes, which is. Uh, I think that actually, that's a good point. That's probably one of my. That's probably one of the best things for my day. Mm-hmm. Is at lunchtime rather than, rather than, sitting in the office. Get out. Go and sit down, and then I, yeah, listening to uh, listening to audio books and and. I mean, mainly I listen to to Eckhart Tolle's stuff during my lunch break. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, really, really just calms the mind, gets the mind off of work. So, I think you have a tendency to, when you're in that when you're in that work mindset, always be thinking about work. Yeah. Um. So even when you're not at work, you're thinking about, oh, what didn't I do? What do I have to do tomorrow? Uh, you know, who do I have to speak to? Oh, they're gonna they're gonna react like this when I tell them that. And, and you you build yourself up with all this anxiety about what could or what might or what you do have to do tomorrow or or you know the, the next hour. Yeah. And I think trying to trying to um trying to take some of that unnecessary thought away so that you're just focusing right now is 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 yeah unbelievably helpful during the day. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Like, uh, morning routines, like, for me, was, like, super effective. Like, the minute I, like, found a morning routine that worked for me that included, like, various habits and, like, rituals, like, meditating, like, journaling, you know, um, going outside, having a read, 
stuff like that. The minute like that became like consistent and yeah, like you said, I no longer had to think. Like I found when I got to work, I was already like primed to have a good day. Like I was got to work, like I was happy, I was energized, I was focused, and that for me like contributed to staying like aware and not allowing my day to be consumed by my job essentially because when you're at work and you're working behind a computer it's all mind based the mind is like completely absorbed by the computer and whatever work you're doing so it's very easy to lose track of that sense of mindfulness so yeah like morning routines are important but like mm. I, I've been thinking yeah I, I've, I know it's really tough when you're working to, to, to kind of keep an element of presence while you're working so like what do you know of any other tips that someone could have like while actually on the job? Like I know Eckhart Tolle mentions like if you're in an office, try and have like something nature related, like have a little plant next to your desk as like a reminder that, you know, uh, that you can connect with something that's always present. It's like a reminder, like little reminders around the desk, around your workspace. that's going to keep you mindful. Um, yeah. Do you have anything like that that you use or... I remember, yeah, I remember, I remember talking about that. Yeah. Bring like just having like an object that brings you back into the now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I find a lot of time like people's anxiety at work are based on two things. For me, it's either it's either fear, which is which is, you know, how Western society usually is usually run on a corporate level, mm-hmm. or lack of control. And I find that those two things are the ones that take you out of the moment more than anything else. So for me, I think the most important one for me for me is is I mean I suppose you could you could call it meditation on those two thoughts, but more just uh, understanding that you don't always have to have control yeah. of of every moment you're in within that workspace, um, which is a hard thing to do when you're when you know when you you're being either you're being paid to do a role or or you're uh you're feeling like there's pressure on you externally to do something but that kind of realization that if i've done everything i possibly can that's within my control then i have to let go of anything that's not within my control mm-hmm. because ultimately that's all that's going to do is build up this pressure and anxiety outside uh, or inside your head saying, Oh, you need to do this or you should have done this or there's, there's this, this and this to do next, but you can't actually do any of it because it's not, it's not within your actionable, you know, actionable time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a big part, a big part that's helped me is just being, is just, um, yeah, it's just letting go of that feeling of needing to control everything around me. Yeah, because um, I know I, I observe a lot of a lot of the people you know, in my workspace that uh, where control is is like that is is how they've got to their position. You know, uh, they've 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 worked their way up by trying to trying to not not manipulate but mm. control the control the scenario so that it's always in their favor mm. uh, and control things to make sure that they don't feel uncomfortable when going into a situation because they 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 uh, they own it almost and i've found that most of the time when i relinquish that control and go into that space of uncertainty in my in my work just actively doing what i can do right now to the best of my ability 
that's when I attract all all of the best things about work that's that have happened to me over the years. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, almost with almost with zero effort. Um, yeah, and I think yeah, like like you say, having having something to do with to do with nature or having something having something that just brings you into the now, because at the end of the day, fear and anxiety can't exist in the now. They only exist in the future. So if you can remove that that mental state of always thinking about what could happen or what should happen uh, and just focus on what is happening. All of a sudden you go, you go uh, into this beautiful space of, of, I suppose not knowing or just, uh, yeah. Mm. yeah it's, it's really, it's a, it's a, it's a cool place to be. For sure. Uh, that's really cool. Like other things that you do to make sure, like if you catch yourself being too controlling of a situation, like, yeah, do you, step back and just like realize oh like hold up i'm getting a bit too caught up in this or like yeah what are things to do to make to make you like realize that and then yeah i think i found myself i found myself doing that with with fear of um fear of not doing my job the way i thought people wanted me to mm. like i was doing like i was just doing what like what i was doing and then i, I kept having this fear of oh no, like did i did i do something Without without any like actual punishment, it was all it was all self imposed. Mm-hmm. Saying, oh, did I maybe perhaps I didn't do this correctly, or perhaps I could have done this better, or what if I didn't do this the way they wanted it to? It might come back, and then I, oh, then you could get fired, or oh, then they mm-hmm. could. And it's just this spiral of mental projections going on and on in your head. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, the the best way to for me that I found to get around that, um. Yeah, to get to get around that fear was just to step back and be like, and just think about it. Just think about it from more of a logical perspective rather than that reactive emotional perspective. Thinking, I, I, I've done what I've done. It couldn't have happened any other way. Mm. I couldn't have done anything else because that was the past. Um, all of these, all of these things I'm thinking aren't based on any fact. Therefore, there's no need to worry. Um, yeah, and I, I suppose it's just a meditation on that on that idea, kind of just stepping back, realizing that all the thoughts that you're having right now are not really a, a, a more emotional, reactive thoughts rather than rather than uh, anything based on on the on truth. Um, and just yeah, and just focusing on that, focusing on that, and and, and accepting the accepting that accepting I think that almost the fear within work. On a, on the level of the mind is is quite natural. Yeah. Just accepting the fear that you have and just being like, that's okay. Like that, yeah, that that's alright, and just letting letting the fear go. And I think I was telling you the, the 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 practice in that and the practice spiritually of over the over time is getting quicker and quicker at realizing when you're doing that. Yeah. Rather than letting the fear like rather than because I mean, one thought leads to another most of the time where it goes, I didn't do this right. That means um, my boss will be angry. That means I'll I won't get that promotion. That means I won't be able to do this. That means I won't be able to do this, and it like just goes on and on and on with these different thoughts that you have in your head. And by just catching it at the start and just going, hold on a second. Mm. These thoughts, not none of these thoughts are happening right now. Like none of these situations are actively happening. Therefore, none of them are actually real. The only thing that's real is is right now. So what can I do that is within my control right now 
to have an effect on the situation. Yeah. Um, I think it's just it's just it's just catching that catching that while it's early on and not and not letting it spiral out of control. Yeah. The main uh, the main thing that I think like everyone should realize is like you like you said being at work definitely triggers like everyone's going to have like thoughts about yeah for me it's like not doing enough at work like mm-hmm. am I doing enough? You know like am I like and same as you is like are am I doing what's expected of me? think especially in new jobs that's a very common fear to have or a very common like yeah continuous thought pattern to have uh and yeah i think what you said is a really good way at kind of addressing that is just like remembering that all you can do is what you're doing in this moment and and that's enough so um and most of the time yeah it's all self-inflicted stuff you know and if if it's if it's a fear that's kind of bothering someone enough I think then that's something they should talk about with with like their superiors or their colleagues to understand better what's expected of them because you know if, you, if you're constantly worrying that you're not you're not doing enough there's you know there's something that's you're either like putting too much pressure on yourself or you you're just totally caught up in your head and um, there's no real reason to to worry in the first place so like I remember making, because for me, I had, I had like those issues when I first started my corporate job back home. Like it's a whole new, a new environment and it's a whole new workplace that you're still trying to get a grasp of the, the job and what's expected. And it can be really like overwhelming. And like, I don't know, I know it's tough for some people. They, they, their work day is very stressful. Like I, and it makes me sad because I don't think anyone should ever stress during their work day because you're there pretty much 80% of your life and stress, yeah. stress has a very big impact on your overall health. Um, so yeah, if, if, if you can't be present in the moment and detach from these uh, thoughts relating to your work, then I think you need to address it and speak to someone about it. Um, because often speaking about it and understanding better that no one's actually putting pressure on you, it's just yourself, then you're able to kind of, like you mm. said, yeah, create that um, space and just, just step back for a second. Um, so what about like, after work? Do you think like when you finish work is important to kind of take good habits, like evening routine? Uh, it, do you think that's just as important as a morning routine to making sure you stay kind of grounded and... Um, you know, a lot of people take their work home. A lot of people keep thinking about work when they finish. Like, how do you mm. stop that? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I think you're the same. I'm a big fan of, of, um, switching off as soon as I've left the office. Yeah. Like, I have to. I don't want to think about it any longer than I than I need to. Um, especially like, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like I was saying before. It's, it's wasted. It's wasted energy more than anything else. If you if you've been working for if you've been working for eight hours, you hear me, Jordan? Yep. Okay, yeah. Uh, if you've been working for eight hours and um, you go home and then you're thinking about it for another three, mm-hmm. but you're not thinking about the actual work, you're thinking about, oh, what I have to do tomorrow what I, uh, and what that will lead to and then, um, and then oh, what will my boss think if I don't do this next oh, tomorrow? Oh, God, and then now I'm going to have to do this as well. Mm. There's all this unnecessary thinking that, you, that, that it's – really not aiding in the, it's not aiding the actual work itself um i mean 
you can you can you can put a plan together for what you want to do tomorrow. Yeah. You put rough put rough parameters around. I'm going to do this, this, and this, and then cut it off and don't think, oh, how am I going to do? How am I going to do this the best way? And how how am I going to do this to make sure it's oh, it's better than mm. like I just I just find for me if I if I um, am I, if I'm at the job for for eight hours a day, and that's the requirement for me to be there, um, that's the amount of energy I've put in. I, I've worked hard that eight hours. I then want to have a space where I can go and, and clear my head of of any unnecessary thought. Um, and I think, yeah, I think you have to try and get yourself out of that headspace as, as as quickly as possible. Whether that be, you know, connecting with nature, going for a walk. Going for a going for a swim, perhaps if you're uh, if you're in if you're in my climate, maybe not yours. <laughs> if you're in a, I, I find I find at the moment I'm just having a, a cup of tea and and uh, and listening to some some you know meditative uh, you know, videos or podcasts or something that just calms the mind. Um, I think it actually has a big effect on then how you perform throughout the week, like the rest of the week. Because I think most people, you find it like heaps of people in jobs just get burnt out because they yeah. they overwork themselves, man. They're just crazy, they crazy work themselves. And I, yeah. the, the the thing about that is that I don't understand is why they're doing it in the mm-hmm. first place. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I, I've never been one to work. I mean, I've worked overtime, mm. but I've never been one to just absolutely smash as much work as I can. Mm to I, I suppose i'm not sure if it's to impress someone or if it's to prove to themselves that they're good enough to do to do this work uh, or to do extra work than other people or maybe it's a challenge maybe people see it as a challenge mm-hmm. um what's your take on that why do you think people work extreme overtime oh um mate i've seen it firsthand back at deloitte back home yeah yeah Espe- accounting firms especially yeah. as when you come in as a grad I think there's an expectation that you need to impress. There's an expectation that you need to do extra work to prove that you're valuable. And a lot of grads put all this like pressure on themselves, not not just graduates, it's also like seniors trying to impress their, their superiors, like putting extra work, thinking that people are looking down on them, thinking that they're, they're not doing enough or they should be doing this. It's all like thinking that other people are expecting things of them. Um, when most of the time it's the complete opposite. It's all pressure on, you're putting pressure on yourself and they like take mm. on extra work because they, they, they feel like they're fearing that like their, their, their managers are not, are not happy with what they're doing or they're not doing enough. And it's like, they end up working crazy hours. And like, I was the same as you. I was like, I'm, I, I, I will literally work better if I clock off on time and go home and do my yeah. stuff and come back fresh the next day. So, mm. yeah, I mean, I think everyone, if it's, it's a serious thing, man, overworking is, you know, it's excessive workaholism. Like people just spend too much time at the office. Like it's, I don't know what that is. Maybe they're trying to, it's, it's either fear or maybe they have like some external goal that they're trying to reach. But from my experience, like I was never effective past like five thirty six at work. My, the quality of my work dropped off. Um, mm. my focus was down. My attention and concentration was down. Like it made no sense to me to hang around. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting thing. I, I asked my, I asked my dad mm. once who's, who was mm. the C, he was the CEO at, 
at a, at a corporation where he mm. had he had 200, 200 staff under him. Yeah. And I said, I said, like, did you ever expect people to work like overtime? Like, what was your take on overtime? And he was like, oh, I mean, I used to stay back because, you know, because he was quite high up. He had he had large pieces of work that he had to finish. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, I I never expected anyone under me to stay if they didn't want to. Yeah. And he said, people people chose to stay. That was their decision. But I I I never forced them to stay. Amazing. And I was thinking from his from. From his perspective, like that, he never thought he never asked them to stay. But then, from the people below him, I'm thinking perhaps they thought, "Oh, if I don't yeah. stay, he'll be mad. Exactly. Or if I don't stay, if exactly. I don't stay, yeah. maybe maybe I'll be maybe I'll there'll be ramifications, or maybe someone else will get the promotion above me, mm-hmm. or you know, like yeah, I find that great. And then, but then, what's the purpose of that? Like, I, I've told you the analogy before of, of King of the Hill. Remember playing King of the Hill as a kid? Yeah. Where you you got to get to the top of the of the jungle gym. You got to get to the top of the climbing gym, and as soon as you're there, you've got you know five or six people climbing up the jungle gym trying to trying to tear you down, mm. trying to get trying to get you off the top. So as soon as you get to the top, you're oh, you're like you're scared. You're yeah. fearful. All these people that are going to try and drag you down. So what's the actual purpose of getting there in the first place? Yeah. yeah. If if all if all it leads to is additional fear and anxiety that other people are, are out to get you yeah i don't know Mate, just, it's a it's, a, it's an interesting it's an interesting topic man. so what would be what would be your tip for someone who finds himself working more hours than they should would it be I th- yeah i think they have to question why yeah like i think you just have to que- they question themselves like mm. why am i doing this? Um, and I, I mean, I can't. That's a that's a question that I can't answer. I mean, mm. each each individual person has to answer that for themselves. But if it's if it's um, I work more um, so that I can get uh, so that I can get the promotion, or so that I can get the validation, or so that I can get um, you know more money. Yeah. Once again, why 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 is that? Why do those things? Why do you want those things? Um. Yeah, why, why, why are those? Why do you place value or importance on those things? I think down, down to the bottom of it, um, it's it's either it's almost always based on either fear or or control. Yeah, having that either either fearing that if you don't have that, you'll be uh, diminished in some sense, or without having that, you'll lose control of the situation, or you. You won't have uh, you won't have control over that of your over your life situation, mm. um, and then I just I just think you have to think about what, like, yeah once again why do you need those things? Um, I think it just comes down to the point that once you question yourselves enough, um, you realize that none of none of what you're chasing is actually necessary for your for for your overall happiness, um, and based on that standpoint, it becomes illogical more than anything else. Yeah, it's true. That's like, yeah, I think that's a, a freeing thought when you realize that uh, you don't need, you don't need, you know, once you reach a certain amount of income, there's not much else above that that can really fulfill you any more than what you already can. Um, yeah, well, but it's not, it's like, like you know, it's funny, because like, I was trying to have this conversation with one of my bosses who was like yeah. very money, very money motivated. Yeah. And it's like, but you see, you see, like all these people, man. Like, there's so many case studies of people that have money that still aren't happy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. People still chase it, thinking it'll bring them happiness. 
Um, and I, I mean, I suppose it gives you some level of security in the world we live in. I mean, but like there's a big middle ground where you can be comfortable. Like obviously on the lower scale, there's it's hard to be comfortable if you don't have money. Mm. But I'm thinking, like, yeah, there's all these all these people that have got to the top and have realised that it's not what they want. Yet it's still such a it's still such a a, uh, a such a thing that people want to chase after. Um, and it's just I just find it very interesting. Yeah, like it's funny you say that. Like, cause at my work now, so I don't know for people who don't know who are listening. Probably since our last chat, I've like got a new job working at a you know like a mindful healing center or a, a technology center that helps people meditate. So we have like a lot of people come in. Um, from all sorts of backgrounds, from all sorts of occupations. And I'm amazed at the amount of high-level executives, high-level managers, business owners that come in who make thought, like, man, these I've, I've had the head of investment banking for one of the biggest banks here in Canada come in. So this guy must have been on, like, big money. Um, and they come in and they're just... And they're not happy. Like, they come in, they, they're trying to find meaning because they're... They're completely unfulfilled by their job, even though they're making crazy amounts of money. Um, mm. And it's just like, I'm just like, what is going on here? There's, there's so many people coming in that have literally just saying, I'm not happy with my life. Uh, and yeah. they have everything they want, but they're still not satisfied. So I think that's an important point, man. Yeah, it's like, a, remi- it's like a reminder. Like, it, like, if you still think you need to chase money when clearly... Um, for, you can use other people as an example that it's not making them happy. Then you might you need to reassess. That's it. That's. I, I think that's that's like an important point of yeah. like that all bases on on what they saw as success. If they see success as getting to the top of the corporate a corporation, being you know the general manager of a business, mm. earning earning X amount of money. If that's what they if that's if that's what they've seen as successful or, or has been has been told to them as successful, then that's what they'll chase. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I think first thing, first things first. If you're if you're wanting to improve your work life, define your own success. Yeah. De- define how don't don't te- don't don't just take what other people tell you is is success. Um, because in a Western civilization, it's it's earning as much money as possible is success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that for you, that might not be that might not be your goal. That might not be what you want to achieve. Mm. Um, if if yeah, I, mean, I I think well, that was a big shift for me, man. I, I I've always known that I've never been that motivated by money. Like mm. I've been I've been happy to live off whatever I can, whatever I, whatever job I've got. I'm happy to live off that. And my motivation's always been to yeah to help as many people as possible live happier lives. Mm. So if I can find it, if I can find a work that aligns with that, considering considering in the, in the world we live in, you have to have some form of living. If I can find a job that incorporates both working and being able to to achieve my version of success, that's the key goal to me being happy. I, I would say, mm. which and you've you've found it, man. You've 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 got there. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say like I'm fully there because I still think there's always. And you identify your dream job and in the minute like you think you get it there'll always be something you like criticize about your work <laughs> but that's funny man that's yeah, funny but like like you said i think be constantly reminding yourself 
to go back to the things that you stand for and for me it was like intentions and, and like goals for my day and like mine I always write mine down it's always you know like yeah I want to help someone have a better day or I want to stay connected to myself or stay connected to something greater than myself and like using that as my primary intentions for the day instead of like make money or achieve certain external things um mm. it always keeps you on the right path uh and then you know no matter what job you do you're always going to have shit days like um but since since i changed jobs and now i'm working in an area where i'm like working with people and i'm working with like helping people uh yeah like like same as you like live a better life instead of now I'm no, it's no longer about money for me now. I'm no longer prime at my job solely for the purpose of making money, which is what it was before. Uh, mm. and, it, and it's, I can't tell people enough how amazing it is. Like it's, it's crazy, mate. And I got no doubt that like, I, I took a big pay cut for, for this job, but I got no doubt money will come in the long term. Um, but the important thing is that like you're fulfilled on by your work on a day to day. I, so how how did you? Because I think a lot of what a lot of people like what the, what you did that a lot of people wouldn't have done is overcome that fear to leave a position into into that unknown spectrum of of you know what might of of what might come. Considering you didn't know what you were going to get, hmm. how did how did you make that leap that like, I feel like a lot of people struggled to do? Yeah, like I I knew what I wanted. I knew what I I knew. Before I left my job, I already identified the area of work that made me come alive, the work that I was passionate about. And when I came out to Canada, I sourced work based on that fact, like law of attraction. I was essentially like, I know I'm going to attract something into my life because I'm going to give off this energy. As as woo-woo as that sounds, uh, it freaking happened because I things fell into place where... Mm. I was like connected with certain people that opened up doors in this area, which, you know, I doubted it a few times. Like it wasn't easy, but, um, the fear of the unknown kind of goes away if you believe strongly enough in yourself and the power of your own energy that you give off. Uh, so, but, I think, I think that, yeah. that's another good point. I just remembered as well. I think that will help. I'm not not help people. People that help that help me, I think, is just um, when you do when you do set goals or you have intentions or you you know you do do that type of thing. It makes you. It will make you infinitely more satisfied and happy if you don't have attachment to the result of what mm. happens. So it's it's one of your favorites, mate, Deepak Chopra, that says, mm. "Intention is desire without attachment to the result." Mm-hmm. And I think if you if because I mean, te- technically, if you look at it, anything that you desire, you can desire, you can desire, you know, whatever you want. And the the, you know, the Buddhists say that the suffering, desire, is the source of all suffering. Mm-hmm. Because suffering is a, is is inherently there because of your uh, attachment to the result of mm-hmm. getting whatever you desire. And as soon as you don't get it, suffering will automatically happen. Intention, however, is slightly different. Because you, as you say, you send off your energy into the universe. You give you give off your intent, um, but you don't you don't attach your happiness to the outcome of getting it. Yeah. And I've found that man. I've that's I mean that's a, that's a hard thing to comprehend. I think mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to comprehend. Mm-hmm. I only I only I only got it once it started happening. 
Yeah. And it, I can't. I just could not believe how. Once it happened once, I could not believe how much it happened again. Dude, I'm not like same, again same and again and again. Yeah. Like just, just yeah, and and because you're not because you because you don't care if it happens, like you don't you don't your happiness isn't sourced between is isn't sourced based on the outcome. Yeah. So it's it's it doesn't it doesn't phase you anymore, and it's like it's like it's it's almost like the analogy I would use is like you give it a give a child a toy right, and then I start playing with another toy. And all of a sudden, the kid wants the toy I've got, not the toy that it's got anymore. Yeah. It's like, it's like you just do what you're doing, and the child comes to you because mm-hmm. it wants what you've got. It's like you just attract the things that you want by just doing what you're doing, not actually caring about if you get it or not. Exactly, mate. Exactly. That's that's yeah. That's that's so powerful. I reckon. Like to recap all of this, because I've I've got to get going soon. I've got, got to get to yeah, work. you got to get to work. Um, man, yeah. But to recap all this, I actually think that's probably one of my number one mindfulness tips is number one realizing your source of happiness. And if you and if you realize it's coming from money, then you you, you need to reassess. And then secondly, writing down your intentions, whether it's weekly, I preferably like to do it daily. Um, but write down your intention for the day. For the week, and then for maybe the year, and then for the next ten years, like, wh- where would you like to direct your energy, and then, like you said, detach from the outcome, and then watch the magic happen. So, right by writing it down, you kind of, you keep it in your subconscious. That's how I feel, and um, as long as it's not something that's materialistic or ex- external. I mean, you can have intentions that are external, but. Um, you need to realize that it's never really going to make you truly happy. Um, they start to manifest themselves and they might not happen instantly, but in time, like you said, by just doing what you're doing and being mindful and present each day, the things that you want will, will come. Mm. And just to, just to, to recommend a book at this time as well, that yeah. covers pretty much, pretty much all of this is, um, Deepak Chopra's uh, Seven Spiritual Laws of, of Success. Yeah. Um, it covers pretty. It covers pretty much all of everything that we just spoke about. Like, yeah. yeah is that pretty, Deepak or is that Don Miguel Ruiz? No, that's Deepak. That's Deepak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I might reread crazy. that one because I remember it's been a long time since I've read that one. I feel like it got really good yeah. fundamental lessons in there. Yeah, man. It just it basically like lays out seven seven fundamental things to. That all based on the law of attraction and the detachment from from your desires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty pretty special. Amazing. Well, mate, thanks again for uh, another great episode. It's been good. Yeah, mate. Nice chatting with you. Yeah, likewise. Well, have a good evening, and uh, we'll, we'll speak again soon. Thanks, mate. Have a good day at work. Thanks, mate. Guys, another episode of State Shifters. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, before you go, can you do us one big favor? We've just signed up for iTunes, so. Jump on there and leave us a review. It would be much appreciated. Uh, We look forward to connecting again. Take care.